this is Metal Mike, and in this episode we talk with Steve and Scotty, the masterminds behind the book, Pictures Alive, rock shows of the 80s and beyond. We talk about how this killer book came about, and we discuss the visual evolution of bands featured like Motley Crue and Kiss. Now, do you hear the music that's playing in the background? That's my band, Rock Soldiers, with a new song, Makes You Talk. It rocks. Make sure you click the link in the description below to listen. Well, here's my chat with the boys about their cool new book. Check it out. All right, Steve and Scotty, welcome to the 80s Glam Metalcast. How you doing, guys? Doing good. Doing good. Awesome, man. So happy to have you. You guys got a super cool book out right now, Pictures Alive, rock shows from the 80s and beyond. Tell everybody about it, man. It's cool. Tell them about it. Right, Scott. Well, I'll just say, you know, Steve and I have been friends a long time since uh, high school. And um, since I've known Steve, he's always had uh, these amazing photos on his bedroom walls all framed. And, um, you know, flash forward to 2020, I was working on a project that wasn't going anywhere. And um, Steve and I would talk about things and he just eventually said, hey, would you be interested in doing a book for me? You know, I've always wanted to do something with my photos. I said, let's do it, man. And uh, Steve lives in the Bay Area, and I live north of Boston. So we just would get on the phone every Sunday, chat it up, talk about, you know, what we want, what he, what Steve wanted to do. But he kind of gave me free reign to just take the photos and build the book the way, you know, I think it, it, it should look or what I think would be cool. And, you know, you're holding uh, the result of all that. You know, it was kind of like a two-year project. We just took our time. You know, Steve fronted the money to pay for the printing, so we didn't have any pre-sales or anything like that. And, um, you know, we always say we're just a couple of, uh, you know, like most of us, you know, we're just a couple of guys that are just big music fans. And uh, this book is really something special. It really is like a time machine. It takes you back to those concerts that we all went to, you know, maybe in our teens. And, um, you know, and the book has, you know, each, each, the book has, for each concert, it has a ticket, the original ticket stub, the set list, a story about what happened at the show, um, some amazing photos for it. And it just kind of transports you back to that time. And um, so far, everyone's really, really been, has really enjoyed the book, and we've gotten really great feedback. And it's really cool just to talk to people like yourself and kind of spread the word about the book. Um, you know, it, and Scott hit a, hit a keynote there. Everyone that's left the review, and we got a lot of great reviews, they, they say the same thing, like Scott just said, it takes you back to that time. Um, even my friend Dave Medicaid from, from Wine Tea, I sent him a book because there's pictures of Wine Tea in there from 1981. And uh, he gave us a great review. He said the same thing. He goes, you know, it just takes you back to that time when the bands were at, these bands were at the top of their game when everything was really special, you know? And that's one of the, again, one of the main things we hear is that takes you back to that time. Because a lot of people went to these concerts in your hometown, you know, mm-hmm. when these bands were in tour in the early 80s and mid-80s. And that's when I would take these photos. And um, for me, it was just a hobby. And I had no interest in becoming a professional photographer or selling these photos or anything. They would sit on my, wherever, wherever I live. I had, you know, all my walls, you know, just covered with them. And I still do. I'm looking at them right now in my office. And, uh, and then it just, the idea of doing a book just, you know, seemed like a cool idea. I just didn't know how to do it. So I called Scott because he had a little experience doing it. And 
we had a lot of fun doing it. We took our time, like Scott said, no rush, no deadline, and we just kind of went for it. And uh, and the more we did, the more we believed in it. And when we finally got it back, there's this 300-page book with over 400 photos never seen before, and this book weighs almost three pounds. <laughs> so we just really went for it. And uh, we're really happy with the results, really, really happy with them. You know, what I love about it is it feels like it's like a big giant tour book, right? But instead of just having one band, it's like a bunch of bands uh, in the tour book. And uh, was that kind of what you were going for, like a big giant tour book? Well, I don't know. If, you know, I don't know if that's a good good question. I don't know if that was something we were going for. We just wanted, we definitely wanted to include every every band I had photos of. And I think there's, what's called, there's 26 bands. I can't remember how many bands are in there. There's 26? Yep. You remember? Okay, 26 yep. bands. So, you know, it's really common to go buy a book on, you know, Van Halen or ACDC or Randy Rose, where it's all one thing. And those are great books. Ours is all about 26 different bands. And, you know, I might have two different tours from Van Halen or ACDC, or I have plenty of deal shots, you know. And again, these were my favorite bands. So I, I, so I took pictures of them. It just seemed like a great collection to put them all in one big book. And there's some, like Scott said, there's some pretty good and funny stories about some of the experiences I had, you know, at some of these shows or after the shows, you know, following the limousine from the concert venue to the hotel and maybe meeting the band and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, we didn't have a, 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 a real exact idea as far as the tour book. It's just going to be a book full of some photos you've never seen before. It's a it's a visual evolution of these bands, you know. As you go through, uh, you know, Kiss is a big one. You know what I mean? And I think you guys mentioned in the book when you when you look at Kiss around creatures. I mean, Kiss is kind of back in in a lot of ways. They're looking pretty metallic, and they still got the makeup. And then it's like you go to see them again the following year for Lick It Up, and, and it's a whole totally different thing, man. They look kind of like fish out of water, you know. It, it's just it, you do that with a lot of the bands that are in there. It's like it's a really cool uh, evolution of the look. That's a great example because the Creature Show, we didn't know at that time this was going to be the last time they played with makeup. We didn't know that back then. I, I know I didn't know that. And uh, I was very fortunate to get some, some really good shots of that tour with Vinnie Vincent, you know, and Eric Carr, of course. But uh, the following year, I went to check them because Kiss was my favorite band back then. So I wanted to go again, but I got, a, I got photos of them. But it, you're right, it was not the same. They Now they were like every other band. Yeah. And I had a hard time kind of grab, grabbing a hold of it. But I took the photos, and then I went again in the year after. Kind of the same thing. I don't know what I was looking for. Because the music was still good, but they were always so photogenic before. Right. The costumes and the makeup and everything. Not anymore. <laughs> they just weren't anymore. But still, cool to take pictures up and put them in the book, of course. You know, uh, Scott, you got anything you want to add to that? No, I, I, I love what you said. You know, it, like a giant tour book. And I never really thought of it that way. Um, I know tour books are heavily photos and such, and, and we do have, you know, certainly much more photographs than we have copy and, and stuff. But, you know, I will say there's plenty of stories to keep you entertained or maybe just enough to keep you entertained or, or give you a little flavor of what happened or Steve's little escapades and whatnot. Um, I think that's what's really cool. Um, you know, some people don't want a big book with tons of copy. They want to see the photos. But they also want to feel like they're at the show. And I think, you know, we have enough storytelling in the book to kind of transport you there. Um, but I do like what you said. It does feel like a giant tour book in some way because it's so picture heavy. But uh, I think people really get a lot more out of it than just, you know, looking at pictures. 
For sure. Another band that, uh, if we can go back to the evolving looks, is Motley Crue. And, and you make a really good point in the book where, where Kiss is kind of falling off and they're becoming like every other band. Motley Crue is kind of filling the void for Kiss. And a, a very visual band. And you're kind of watching them get bigger, you know, each tour. So you've got a lot of great picks from the Shout at the Devil, Devil Tour. And then you're showing them even getting bigger uh, for Theater of Pain. So once again, it's kind of like you see Kiss kind of maybe going downhill slightly visually but you see Motley Crue just evolving and getting bigger with their stage and their look and that's a good point because you know I don't know if uh, on that Creatures tour you know when they played here in the San Francisco Bay Area Motley Crue opened up for them okay and I'll admit I wasn't that familiar with Motley Crue at the time um, I didn't know a lot of their music but when I saw them play I go wow they look kind of like Kiss with the heels and yeah. you know and and then and, and sure enough the next year boy that's Child of the Devil album and tour was huge and a phenomenal album for one just a great album and that tour was really good i went to that one and again was fortunate to get some photos so you're right they were kind of taking over the you know in, in their own way taking over the reins of what you know kiss was kind of done with you know i think and they, and they did it, and i think crew did it really really well yeah no i was gonna say is you know you know you're talking about this band motley crew that you know that was kind of bringing back kind of glam and they were dirty and dangerous and like hungry. And, you know, I remember bringing shot at the devil to high school and, and you were showing off the gatefold much like kiss alive Two back in 78. And, and I just remember, you know, it was like, wow, here's these four guys that, that were essentially the new kiss. And, and Steve talks that we kind of talk about that in the book a little bit, um, you know, here was this band that was like the new Kiss. They were doing all the things that Kiss had kind of maybe lost touch with. And um, and it was cool to see them, like you said, going from the Shout at the Devil tour, which was like their first kind of big stage show, to then Theater of Pain, which was, you know, an even bigger show. And we all know they just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But, um, you know, and, and a lot of people talk about, you know, a lot of people are critical of Vince Neil and his weight and his voice and all this stuff these days. So we like to say, you know, go back and see what the crew looked like when they were young and lean and, and hungry and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, like in, in and lean. Cool. Yeah, big yeah. difference. <laughs> that's funny you know and then you know when we talk about the visuals because obviously this is this is a very visual book like you said there's a lot of cool concert pictures and then there's some artists that don't really ever change the way they look like when you go through and look at the different tours of acdc or ronnie dio yeah. scorpions too like you can kind of go year to year and they, they they're just kind of like constants they really don't change visually it's funny that's true that's a good point too you know it's like uh you know do they take care of themselves who knows but you know, they have a certain look they want to keep, and, and they did a good job of it, you know. And um, you're right. I mean, if I took shows from one year, maybe a couple, and then again a couple years later, not a big difference. And, you know, maybe maybe in their clothes, but uh, look-wise, no, it's pretty much the same, you know. But that's okay. Yeah, I say you could flip-flop the ACDC pictures, <laughs> and you would know what year it was from. Right. Yeah, exactly. The same, the same kind yeah. of thing. Um, that's not knocking ACDC, you know. They're fucking incredible but it's like that that's just not their thing you know so uh yeah that's that that is interesting uh, to see the dynamic and the costumes and stuff just cool 
you know, there's a lot of cool stories in there, like you kind of already alluded to, you know, meeting the bands and, and, you know, sneaking in the camera and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, this was the days before expensive meet and greets. So this was kind of like, you know, it was the Wild West back then of getting in these shows and, and, and moving your seat and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Exactly what it was. I mean, because all these concerts, really, except for maybe one or two, was general admission, which means, you know, once you're in the venue, you know, you could sit or stand wherever you want. And my friends and I would always go down as close as we can to the stage, but not to the very front. Security guards would see me right there because they hang out in that little pit area, you know. So we'd be about 10, 15 yards back, by 10, maybe 10, 15 feet back to the stage. But boy, you're really getting pushed around a lot, you know, in that crowd. You really are. So it was, you know, there were times it would be very difficult to, you know, I got, I, I, I've joked before, I got, I got tons of blurry photos, out of focus photos. I got tons of those. But uh, <laughs> so it was always a challenge to get happy, you know, because back then my camera was fully manual, manual focus, manual everything. So it wasn't automatic and it was a camera, not a, you know, not a phone. <laughs> it was an actual camera. And uh, I really had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, there was no flash or all natural light from the stage. So I kind of had to rely on the, any kind of bright light on the stage. That's when I would take photos because, you know, if it was dark on stage, you know, I'm not going to get any good shots. And again, I got, I got tons of those. But uh, it was always a challenge, but a fun challenge. I always really enjoyed it. And you know what's cool, Steve? Um, you just kind of made me think of something. See, um, Steve writes in the book, you know, that oftentimes he would he would be the only guy with a camera, and people would be looking at him, kind of giving him like a thumbs up, like, "Yeah, dude, you know, take those photos, man." You know, like, <laughs> and Steve said, you know, that he'd be the only guy there with the camera. And my point is that you you kind of you know like you know back then you would go to the concert maybe you snuck in your kind of cheesy pocket 110 camera and get some crappy blurry photos like we all tried mm -hmm. but you know you kind of you kind of start to learn like what it was like to 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 kind of be like a, a budding photographer like like you know Steve wasn't looking to becoming famous photographer he just wanted to get pictures of his band but you start to understand what he had to go through to get this camera in. And, and he was successful probably about 95% of the time. Um, but it, it also, you know, it's one of those things that he kind of touches upon this, this kind of practice of going to a concert and sneaking the camera in that many of us never even tried, you know, on that, that level. And so it's kind of cool to, to see, you know, you're almost rooting for Steve to get in with the camera and when he <laughs> makes a, a, like a successful attempt, you know, you kind of celebrate with him, you know, it's like, and that was that vibe that Steve would get from the crowd at oftentimes, which I thought was really cool. I, I want to know if anybody's put this in the reviews. I'm going to assume that they have, but I think when you look at these pictures, I mean, they're so close up, they're, they're so vibrant. I mean, I feel like you can kind of hear the music when you're looking at them, you know, and, and I think especially with Van Halen and with Randy Rhodes, I think I was just looking at the Randy Rhodes picture, and I'm pretty sure I could hear, like, you know, some of his guitar solos from, like, Crazy Train and stuff. So it's just like uh, the pictures do speak. Well, you have to the point, you know, um, People often ask me, people say, do you remember like what song was being played when you took this photo? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. But there are some that I actually do. And you just hit it. The one of Randy Rhodes, which is, you know, the, the, the first shot on, on that chapter, was in the first song. And that was uh, Over the Mountain. Mm -hmm. They would open with Over the Mountain on that Diary of Madman tour. And, and uh, this is late 81. I think it was December 30th, 81. It was the first show at the Cow Palace here in San Francisco. And I just remember that was 
that, you know, that was, that was the song he was playing and that shot. The rest of them, I, I couldn't tell you, but that, that made me think when you just said Randy Rhodes. So <laughs> there you go. You know, I love, I love your point there. I mean, you know, I, maybe that's what people seem to enjoy about this book so much. You know, maybe when they see these photos, they do hear a song in their head and that certainly takes them back or, or maybe it kind of reintroduces a memory that they might have had in seeing some of these pictures. You're like, oh, my God, I remember David Lee Roth wearing those weird glasses or, <laughs> or something like that. Um, you know, I, I think about shows that, that I've been to, and I can't, you know, I re- like, you know, I was at that Creature show with Motley Crue. I wasn't with Steve, but I was there. And other than Mick Mars getting hit with, like, a milkshake or something somebody threw at him, that was the only thing I really remember about Motley Crue because I think I was so excited for Kiss and I unfortunately missed them on the Dynasty tour. So, you know, it's funny. You see this book and it kind of brings you back and you're like, oh, yeah, he, I forgot he was wearing this denim jacket or he was wearing, you know, these glasses, something like that. So, yeah, and that certainly sparks a song in your head. I think that's, that's uh, pretty cool to think about. You know what's cool too, and I mean, there's so many bands in here. I mean, we can go through them again. You know, Death Leopard, Dio, Ozzy, Judas Priest, Kiss, Motley Crue, and there's always somebody that's going to be real freakish about maybe a lot of these bands or maybe one of these bands. You know, I'm I'm a, a huge Kiss freak, you know, and I love the the Creatures era, and I, and I gotta say, it was so cool to see these pictures because these because you know when you're online and you're checking out different things, you kind of see the same pictures all over and over, and those Creatures pictures are unique. Like I said, I've never seen those before it's just cool and i think as a real kiss nut it was nice to see like paul stanley you know he started off i think the show with like the man bra thing right the black thing with the stripes but then later on in the show he wore a kiss shirt you know what i mean so it's kind of cool to see like he was changing it up during that show and everything so so as a kiss freak man i really that was the highlight for me was the the creature stuff oh you know i mean yeah yeah, it's a good point good scott i was just gonna say and i i think that we counted it it was like four 14 pages of creatures photos alone, <laughs> which, you know, I, I joke with Steve, you know, back in whatever it was, you know, 78, 79, when you'd buy 16. 16- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply magazine just for like one little photo of kiss because you were so hungry for anything you could get your hands on you know and then to, and so i was you know to see a book with 14 pages from creatures tour alone i think is for a kiss fan would make it worth their while but we have over 60 pages of kiss concerts in there you know from 83 all the way up to 2000 on the the I guess the first farewell tour. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, right. and, and, you know, and you really see Steve's pictures get kind of better and better as, as, as band's lighting systems got brighter, which, mm-hmm. which yeah, Steve always accounts for, you know, so it, it's kind of cool. You know, the, the book slowly gets better and better, which I think is kind of cool too. And uh, it's cool to hear that you're a big Kiss fan because Steve and I definitely are both 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, big Kiss fan. You know, another cool thing is that you've basically um, talked about you've, you've got Kiss when they got back together, right? So you've got a lot. I think there's three shows, right, from the Farewell Tour. And those pictures yeah, yeah. are awesome. And I think the, the funny thing is, is when, when Kiss sometimes talk about the Farewell Tour, at least musically, if you hear Paul and Gene, they'll say, it was terrible. We had to end it. You know, Ace and Peter, they hardly could play. You know, they, they talk a lot of bullshit about, you know, Ace and Peter from this tour. But, man... Visually, it looks great, doesn't it? I mean, when you look back at those from, from two thousand, it they they all look amazing, and the whole thing looks really cool. No, again, they did look great, and we thought they sounded. You know, when we were all there at the concert, it was great. Yeah. It was a great concert. You know, what I mean, we didn't see the turmoil they were going through, and we didn't care. We paid our money, wanted to see the show, and they delivered. They delivered the show, and they you know credit to Gene and Paul, they stuck stuck out as long as they could, but they did do it really well. And you're right. I, I, uh, by this point, it had so much lighting. I did not have an issue with, you know, you know, getting uh, enough light for my photos. It was great. And I think for that, by this point, you know, this was uh, this was the last concert I ever took photos of, and I probably took, my, you know, three or four rolls at this point, just because I knew this was probably going to be it. Well, they called it the farewell, so I thought <laughs> that was going to be it. And it, it, it kind of, it kind of was with the original four. I was very fortunate to get, you know, um, to get the original guys and kiss uh, as much as I did. I was really happy with that. Yeah, and you know, um, I think you, Mike, you said it really well. Was you know, we do hear a lot of the bullshit from the band and this and that. And I remember when Lynn Goldsmith's book came out, a lot of people criticized that it was heavy on Paul and Gene, and Eric seemed to get kind of a little bit of kind of bad talk about him and some things like that. And, you know, as the designer of the book here, you know, I, I want to see that camaraderie of the band. You know, if you, if you look at like, you know, Kobo video from the first show, man, they are just crazy in sync and just going and they just seem so flipping, you know, into each other and just playing off each other and just going out as this band. It's like, I try to do that. Like when I do the design work, I try to show those pictures where there's smiles. Mm-hmm. And not someone disgruntled. Well, I like to show as many Peter and Ace photos as I do of Paul and Gene because, you know, it was four guys in this band that made the magic. And, um, and, you know, I, t- I try to do that with the design. And so it's nice to hear you say that because, you know, yeah, it, I like that the band was there and enjoyed that celebration and stuff. So. Another nice thing, when you go back and you especially look at this era, like I said, from like 81 to 86, uh, it's nice to kind of see these old school stages because today, I hate to say it, but when you see Kiss and you see Motley Crue and and, and Def Leppard, they, all their stages kind of look the same because it's all based on screens, right? So when you see these old school stages like Ozzy with the you know the the temple walls and stuff and and Maiden, I mean that's a whole other level. I mean their whole stages were transformed based on whatever album they were touring. Kiss too with the tank and, and all the shit they had. I mean it is it is kind of cool. To to see those old school stages and I, I think they actually come across better than the screens personally yeah you know and uh when my friends and i would go to these shows we would look forward to seeing a big production mm-hmm. whether it was judas priest dio always had a big production you know again you used to mention maiden uh, and it was almost like it seemed like it was like was it a competition between these guys who can right. you know who can have the biggest stage set and spend the most money but they pulled it off so cool and it really was an experience and um but you're right, you don't see that anymore because they just, you know, they don't have to do it, of course. But back then, yeah, no screens, no video screens, just all 
cool stage, you know, you know, special effects was always cool. It was just a great time to be going to concerts. And, and, you, and, you, and you maybe paid a mere $10, 11 $12 for a <laughs> you know, back then and uh, compared to what you pay now. So, again, we just try to, you know, capture all that, put it in one book, and, and just go, here you go. This, this is it, man. There's probably, you probably went to some of these shows, and we get so much feedback and so much, you know, uh, great response that everyone says, you know, I was at that show. It was in my city, but I went to that same show and it was great. So that's, but that's really, we, we, we've been getting our reward is just, you know, hearing people's reviews. So again, we're fans, like Scott said, we're fans first and we have this kind of cool thing. It's a book of all my photos and it's never been out before. I just held on to them. I didn't have any desire to do anything with them other than, cause again, it wasn't, it was just a hobby for me. And uh, I just thought well, maybe, you know, you know, if Scott's into doing this with me, this could be cool. And it was a really fun project because didn't really know exactly how long it was going to take, how much it was going to cost, and where it was going to go. And uh, when we got it done, two years later, I thought, well, this is, this is pretty cool. This is a book. This is a real freaking book. Yeah, and there you go, you know. And, you know, yesterday we, um, we got a nice review from a gentleman who sent us an email, and he was saying that, that what he loved about the book was all the things we're talking about, the ticket stub and the he said he, he finally saw the set list after looking through the book three times, and that added an extra dimension to him. But he said he just appreciated it because more than a lot of other books because it really felt like he was relating to what Steve was kind of putting out. Like, we, we were just teenagers trying to take some pictures illegally, you know, of our favorite <laughs> band, and it's like he really got that point of view, and that, for him really flipped him back to that concert and made him kind of look at it a little differently. Like, and that's what he loves. Like, these are fan photos. These are really good fan photos, not from some really polished, ritzy photographer guy who's in the pit who can almost take, not take a bad photo. You know, Steve was hustling to take these. And Steve, you should touch upon the thing that, you know, you were atop Dale's shoulders for most of yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. I'm sorry, Scott. So, um, so what I, you know, my buddy Dale Miller, who was one of, you know, one of my best friends now in, in high school, we, you know, he was with me at almost all these concerts. Unfortunately, I've always been a light guy, and, you know, I'm kind of a light guy. And he would, he would, he would hoist me up on his shoulders for maybe just a couple minutes because I don't want to be up there too long because now I'm kind of pissing off the people behind me because I'm blocking their view. Right. So I was crunched down. I would scrunch down and just, if, if the lights were bright enough, I, I would take pictures. And if it wasn't, I would tap them on the head and that mean put me down. There's no sense being up there if I'm not taking photos. Okay. And then we would do that three or four times a show. So I'm not taking pictures the whole time. I'm maybe, I'm maybe taking pictures for five, 10 minutes of the whole show. Right. So I wanted to enjoy the show. If I'm taking pictures all the time, I'm not paying attention to the concert. So I really wanted to make sure I got, you know, a little bit of both, but. So the pictures were, okay, you know, put me up and he'd throw me up and if, if the lights were bright and, you know, I got a child, I'd take a couple shots, take a couple shots and then put me back down. And like I said, we did that a few times throughout the show. And one thing I want to point out that Scott was saying was, and I've said this quite a few times already, it's like, when we started this project, I said to Scott, I said, Scott, I said, you think anyone's going to really give a shit about these photos? I was so used to just seeing them, right? He goes, oh no, 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 you got something here. No, there's something here. I go, okay, let's see what happens. Cause I'm, I'm so used to them, you know? 
And I don't, you know, I don't know what people are going to think if, okay, yeah, you got some old rock clothes. Cool. But it's been pretty overwhelming. Um, like Scott, one of the reviews he just, you know, read, um, and we got several of them. It's been, uh, it's been great. So I, it's, so it's, I really enjoyed just sharing them to tell you the truth. That's where it comes down to, you know, it's Scott's help. So that's where we're at. That's awesome. Now, here's here's my big question, man. Where are the photos from '86 to '89? <laughs> where's where's the rest of the '80s? <laughs> well, that's I'll tell exactly what happened. So, yeah, you know, what ninety percent of this book is from '81 to '86. Again, these were my favorite bands. And after the last one I took was Dave Lee Roth on his first solo tour, mm-hmm. the Eat 'Em and Smile tour. Even though I had plenty of Dave Lee Roth, Dave Lee Roth with Van Halen from '82 and '84 with Van Halen. I wanted him with the new, you know, with Steve I and Billy Sheen. You know, I wanted that band. Well, after I did that show, I got my camera in. I was, you know, I got the pictures. I had, I had everyone I wanted. I had everyone I wanted probably more than once, right? Mm-hmm. And I ran a room on my four walls in my bedroom at the time, so I didn't have any room <laughs> to, you know, to, to, you know, put any more photos up. But I really had who I wanted. And uh, I had done this probably at this point, I don't know, 50, 60 times maybe. And um, I think I was kind of, in my mind, I was kind of done doing it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then there was a 10-year break from 86 to 96. And the reason why 96 I took photos because KISS yes. got back together with the original four guys. I said, oh, I've got to try to get pictures of this. I don't have the original four guys at this point. You know, I have everyone else, KISS, you know, all the other, re- you know, lineups. But I don't have the original four. So I got pictures of, of, of that show in 96 when they did the um, reunion. And then four years later, now it's supposedly the farewell. And they played, uh, I think they played, I, I saw three shows from that 2000. I, I got pictures of each one and I was done. I was, that's, that's, that's a big gap between 86 and 96. <laughs> so. Did anybody give you any static, like any of the artists or anything for putting this out? Did you have to get any kind of permission or what's the story? Well, okay. Here's the, no. I mean, is this any different than, you know, you're standing in line at the grocery store and there's a People magazine right there or any other magazine and there's pictures of celebrities. I'm pretty sure they're not getting, you know, they're getting permission for that. Right. You know what I mean? My point is, um, they're my photos and they're my negatives the whole bit. So, no, I didn't go that route. Uh, I was told by quite a few people that you don't have to get permission because they're in many books and magazines. Sure. Not just mine. Yep. They're in many outlets. Everyone, you know, any celebrity or musician or rock star is. So how do you, you know, how do you police that? You know what I mean? So we just went for it. Yeah, and we considered if it was a book all about Kiss or Motley Crue. Yeah, one band, like that'd be different. We sure. probably would, it would have been different. But, um, you know, we talked to a lot of people, you know, people that have written books and stuff like that. And they said, you know, if they're your photos, that kind of solidifies it right there. Then you are entitled you know, those are your photos and no one can say no, no. Like, like Kiss makes a big deal about having the, their makeup trademarked and stuff like that. But that doesn't matter. If you took a picture of them, you own that photo. And Kiss may be big boys and they want to sue you and, and they could probably maybe beat you in a legal battle or something like that because of their finances. But it's my understanding that if you took the photo, that's yours to do with what you want with it. Now, slapping it all over merchandising like something Kiss would do, you know, I'm sure eventually it kind of bites you in the ass. But as far as this, no, we haven't we haven't had any pickups from anybody. In fact, you know, we've had a couple of celebrities like Dave Minichetti like to give us his two cents. 
know, we had Billy Sheehan for a while who was kind of emailing Steve back and forth about wanting a copy of the book, and he was really excited about it because, you know, that was a maybe one of the biggest moments in his career, being with Dave on that tour. Sure. And, um, you know, I'm sure he'd love to see some photos of that day, probably great memories, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, Billy wasn't busting our balls to say, you know, hey, man, did you run this by Dave and whatnot? <laughs> it's like they've got bigger fish to fry. And like Steve said, it's 26 different bands. It's, 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 it's so divided, it's not, it's not a concern. And, and, and the big thing is, too, guys, we're not making money. We're not making big money. Right. Us. Okay, we're, we're, we got to sell a lot more books. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and when Scott and I decided to do this, we 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 knew we were taking a chance, taking a chance of, and it was a labor of love. It really was. And you know, when we printed up all the books and paid for them all, there was sure there was a chance that you know we might sell ten books. You know, who knows? Well, we went for it. But again, it's not like there's thousands and thousands of dollars. It is not. I mean, mm-hmm. we got ways to go just to break even. And we hope we do and, and continue, but no, it's, again, this is, uh, this is so minute compared with those, you know, the, those big boys are used to. So I, and if they did, if anyone did, it'd be really kind of chicken shit to tell you the truth. Cause come on, we're just, we're fans. You know what I mean? We're, we're actually helping you guys out. We're, we're promoting your band, you know, maybe in a different way, True. but we're keeping your band alive. Kind of. I, that's how I look at it. So keep, you know. keeping them quote alive, like our book title. Alive. Right, um, right. What I was going to say is, you know, we have we haven't actually told anybody this, and I don't think it's a big secret. But to Steve's point, we printed a thousand copies of this book. Um, we're not, you know, going to do a second run, anything like that. You know, sales have been like, you know, steady. Um, you know, we're excited for the Christmas because we really do think it's a great uh, holiday book or something. Yeah. You know, maybe your your wife or your especially your husband or boyfriend. You know, if he's in his fifties in that ballpark age, you know, this is his or her, you know, her time. And so, um, like I said, it's only a thousand copies we printed. So, you know, you'll get something that a lot of people, you know, won't get. And, you know, we've had orders from all, all around the world, surprisingly. And we always get a little jolly when we're like, dude, we've never gotten an order from Finland before. It's like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah like Australia. It's really, really yeah. cool. Really, really yeah. cool to see that. Hey, Scott, tell the website. Yeah, I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but you can get this book. It's twenty nine ninety five, and it's available at picturesalive.net. Perfect. That's it. Thank you. Before we wrap up, guys, tell me the best concert you ever went to. Oh, man. Jeez. Well, yeah, yeah it's so hard um, because we have a book. With, <laughs> um, I, you know, for me, you know, I might have to go back to my first concert, and it was Kiss, 1977, the Love Gun Tour. Mm. And it happened to be the day Elvis Presley died here in uh, the Cow Palace in, in San Francisco. So I'm going to go Kiss, 77, just because it was my first time ever going to a concert when I was like 13 years old. So Nice. You know, I there's a couple of shows in by probably my top five that I don't want to mention because you guys are going to think I'm total pansy. <laughs> um, so I'll skip over some of those, Duran Duran. But anyways, um, I will say, you know, I was fortunate enough to go see the Kiss uh, uh, Halloween show down at Dodger Stadium. And... And I remember I had a I had a couple of drinks. I was feeling all right, but I, I just kind of lost myself at that show because it was you know at a at a at a um, you know a coliseum you know which Kiss wasn't accustomed to playing you know something of that size. 
and it was a beautiful night. And I remember, you know, they, they come out and, and they, and I always loved Let Me Go Rock and Roll. When they played that, I just, I remember throwing my drink like just out into the crowd and fucking screaming, you know, about <laughs> it's fucking Peter Chris right there and just losing it. But, oh, I mean, you know, I thought they were on top of the world. And to be back, I thought I just, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine that they would have came back and been yeah, exactly. so cool yeah. a second time. Yeah. 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 I'm a little younger, so the first time I ever saw Kiss was in ninety for the Hot in the Shade tour. But I that was my favorite yeah. concert because they had the Sphinx and it was blowing lasers and smoke and you know, all kinds of shit. So I thought it was like Kiss was back with like a cool stage show and uh had a nice set list too for that tour. So that that's probably my favorite show I ever went to. Yeah, that's oh, cool. yeah. that's a good one, yeah. See? Did you see Hot in the Shade, Steve? You know what? I want to say I was supposed to, and something happened. And I I I went to the Revenge. I went to the next year. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I didn't go to Hot and Shade. I missed that one. I got you. You know, I I just saw Revenge and we saw Asylum and all of them. But for some reason, I know this is weird as a, maybe a graphics person. There was always something about the face on the Sphinx that it looked like it was smiling. And it irritated me, and so I didn't. I didn't go for that that simple, stupid reason. But I wish I had. I remember, you know. I think Paul was switching to Les Pauls at the time. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah, they right. weren't so glammy, and uh, you know, and and God bless Eric Carr, man. You know, he was still kicking them and yep. uh, stuff like that. So. Awesome, guys. It was great talking with you about the book and about the classic concerts. I wish you a lot of luck with the book. We'll put a a link in the description of the video so people can find you. But this was great, man. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having us on, man. We had a good time. To thank thank all the fans and uh, wish everyone a happy holidays. And uh, we'll see you soon. Well, that was great chatting with Steve and Scotty. Make sure you subscribe so you do not miss a thing. Rock on!